Hi, this is Nick Forster. We're going to share one of our favorite E-Town shows from the archives, and it starts right now. Live from E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests from Ontario, Canada, The Weather Station, award-winning filmmaker Jeff Orlowski, and from Hawaii, Brushfire recording artist Jack Johnson. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now in welcoming, if you would, our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helen. Welcome to E-Town Hall. We uh, have got three guests who are adventurers, and we're going to get to go on a journey with our fellow travelers this week. They are uh, going to the far corners of the earth and reporting back to us through their songs. They are noticing what's going on around them. We've got a filmmaker who literally went around the world looking at coral reefs. We've got an actor, singer, and poet who's chronicling her changing personal landscape. We've got a world-class surfer who's also a filmmaker. Oh, yeah, a musician, too, who has long been committed to the health of the oceans that he loves to play in. And I think it was about 15 years ago, the first time that Jack Johnson came to E-Town, we'd heard about him from Ben Harper, and um, we discovered a common love of uh, guitars and music, and we all shared a desire, really, to try to lift things up, make things a little better. And that was the very beginning of his career. Of course, he went on to sell millions of records and a gazillion tickets to his live shows at arenas and huge venues all over the world. And he tapped into something really universal along the way, something kind of accessible, songs about love and friendship. His commitment to the health of the oceans continues with a new film he's involved with, and he has a new record also. It's called All the Light Above It Too. So please help me welcome back to E-Town, Jack Johnson. How are you? Nice to see you. We're going to keep Nick up here to play a bunch of music with us today. Give it up for Nick. This is the first, uh, his first song is about uh, when a reality TV show tries to move into your town and then you and all your friends aren't too happy about it and then the producer of the show finds you at a little community get together and tells you maybe you should write the theme song for the show. And uh, you try to tell them that you don't think it's a very good idea. And they persist. And then you go home and you write this song instead. show now so what's it gonna be cause people can tune in how many train wrecks do we need to see before we lose touch now and we thought this was low it's bad getting worse now where'd all the good people go been changing channels I don't see them on the TV show where all the good people go? 
reaps the heaps of what we sow Got this and that with the rattle and testing one two man what you gonna do bad news misuse too much to do. give me some truth man whose side are we on whatever you say I turn on the boot too I'm in the mood to obey so lead me astray by the way now where all the good people go Changing channels, I don't see them on the TV show Where'd all the good people go? We got heaps and heaps of what we sow Sitting around, feeling far away So far away, but I can feel the debris How great it's all gonna be song it's called uh, sunsets for somebody else I know I seen your face somewhere selling something some big idea I know I seen that vacant stare Selling sunsets for somebody else You find yourself asking yourself What is any of it worth? You find yourself looking up at night From the bottom of the earth Can this world not afford to sleep anymore? And oh, did your sheep stop jumping to grow out the teeth? Did they need a little something more? And this, the taste of trouble on your lips Cause now they're biting at your thoughts Tell yourself just to turn away But you know you've already lost The smell of rain when it's on the wind You can 
never be paid in full We try in vain to account for this mess And everything that you stole And oh, can this world not afford to sleep anymore And oh, did your sheep stop jumping to grow out the teeth did they need a little something more than this? Cause now they're biting at your feet They got you running from this place And now they're breathing down your neck Your eyes look lonely in your face I see you looking just out of frame what is a pull in you there? Cause things can never stay the same So what is keeping you here? And oh, can this world not afford to sleep anymore? And oh, did your sheep stop jumping to grow out the teeth? Every time you think, well, they'll be biting at your thumb And every time you blink, well, you'll be sold and bought But you are more And this I know I've seen your face somewhere Thank you Jack Johnson, welcome back to E-Town. Thank you. It's been yeah, too long, but I'm glad you're here. We decided it's going to be an exponential graph together right. on the solar-powered roof to earlier today. Half as long the next time. Yeah, until we're living together. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to take that long, so be careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so growing up on the North Shore, did you pay attention to Hawaiian musicians like Ray Kane or the Beamers or Gabi Pa'anui, those kinds of things? Yeah, all of that stuff was um, what I grew up with in my house. The neat thing about music at home in Hawaii is uh, a lot of the music you hear, it's not so much up on a stage with lights. I mean, if you go to Waikiki, you can see that kind of stuff. But my first music was over in the corner of the yard. A couple of uncles play music. And then, you know, people who were out here would join in. There wasn't a line between it, you know. Yeah. It was really encouraged for kids to come and join in and everything. And so, yeah, and I got to start playing with this guy, uh, Kavika Kahiapo. He learned how to play slacky guitar from Gabby when he yeah. was a kid. He, and uh, he's the one that showed me a lot of the open tunings that we use. We actually just played with him last week. That's uh, cool. He joined us on stage. There's an old uh, Gabby Pahanui record, and it's a double album. And you open up, and the inside cover is this photograph of a backyard somewhere on Oahu. That's and, my favorite photo. I know what you're it's the band, and there's chickens, and primo beer, and these great guitars, and one of them, uh, the I, I think the bass is on his lap. Yeah, sideways. I just think Big of that as bass. like, A, I think of that as being musical heaven, and B, I imagine that's how you make your records. You know, that's the image that comes to mind. Oh, Jack made a new record. That's the scene I have in my mind, just like <laughs> you hanging out in your backyard with the chickens and the primo beer. And it's, I promise we did not talk about this before, but it's funny you mentioned that. That photograph means everything in my life. I mean... I have that same feeling. When I saw that photograph as a kid growing up, and then later as we started making our own records, we turned this two-car garage into a studio. We, my brother helped me build a wall inside. 
it looks like a garage from outside. You go inside, it feels like a studio. And my dad came in there the first time, and he was like, why are you going to record in here? Why don't you just record out in the driveway? It's better. It's like fresh air out there and everything, you know? And, and you would see that, that Gabby record, and that was always inspiration. So a lot of times we do, we'll run, like, we'll daisy chain the cords up, and we'll go outside, and, and we have this spot out in the back under this big monkey pod tree. And it's, if you look on the record on and on, actually, you'll, you'll open it up, and it's not as cool looking as theirs, but you'll see me and Adam and Marilo sitting around in the backyard, and it was kind of emulating that shot of sitting back there. We've recorded a lot out in that backyard now. Hey, um, speaking of your new record, the cover photo on that one is also kind of iconic and interesting. Another beach scene, but in a different way. Yeah. It's you lying on the sand, surrounded by a very organized bunch of debris, looks like. Yeah, that was my wife's idea. And originally it wasn't a cover shoot. The photographer who took it, his name's Morgan Mossen. He's a really well-known surf photographer now. Mm-hmm. It's always a balance between bringing those issues into the music and into the, you know, things like a cover shot. Right. I don't want to beat people over the head with it. But I felt like that was a nice combination where it was, um, you look at it for a minute, it's just beautiful colors all around my body on that thing. And uh, it takes you a second to zoom in and look and realize they're all little things that we have in our lives, toothbrushes and little bits of plastic all around me. That have all come out of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah. stuff that's been... So it was all from, you know, all that stuff was collected within 100 feet right there. It took five minutes just to bring all that. The only reason the beach was clean where we were is because we went uh, after the tide was going down, it was going lower tide. And we're, we're going to put out a video, I think, in a couple of weeks, actually, of a time lapse of that shot being made. Mm-hmm. We found the spot where there's no plastic. But if we were to zoom out and look around on the east shore of any beach in Hawaii, it's just plastic like crazy. I feel like growing up there and stepping over that high tide line as a kid and then watching the increase in the amount of plastic that's yeah. out there now, I feel like I have to kind of tell that story. How do you deal with that tension between wanting to motivate and inspire and make a difference and knowing you, you're there to entertain? The balance of it for me is making sure that it's uh, there's a place for people at our shows and there's a conversation that can be had if people want to engage in that conversation, but it's not forced on them. So we have a place we call the Village Green, and that's where we have all the nonprofit booths that are from that town. So we try to find this balance where it's right. there for people who want it, and it's um, but it's not always coming from the stage. If it makes it into a song naturally, then I'm happy to sing that song. Sure. I find there's two different types of songs that have environmental issues for me. There's ones that... I'll sing in elementary school cafeterias that are like, single-use plastic is not so fantastic. We use it for a minute or two, and then it sits around for a few thousand years, maybe even more, washes up on the shore. Just bring your own bags to the store. There's no need to be such a fancy pants. Put down the plastic water bottle, give the kids a chance, because the next generation is growing. We got to be knowing if we're consuming, we got to be doing what we can do to reduce our waste. And that's when I like, I'll play in cafeterias. <laughs> Nice. I'll slide a little PSA in there. <laughs> yeah. No, but they are. They're like, they're like PSAs, you know. Um, are we too cynical to hear that song generally? Is that the deal? No, I don't think so. No, okay. but, but maybe, you know, it's, it also feels a little bit like a PSA. I mean, I use that term in a good sense, but there's also the yeah. version of it that I don't want the songs to feel like a public service announcement. Right. So the other kind that I feel are even more important are things like I have a song called Only the Ocean. Uh, for me, it's about visiting my dad, who's not here anymore, but when I go in the ocean, I feel his presence is where we spend a lot of time. And it's about falling in love with the ocean. And if I can remind people of that connection they have with the ocean, let's say, and if it helps to make people fall in love with the ocean or nature in general, then people will protect the things that they love. Yeah. So in a way, that's a deeper kind of environmental song to me is, is uh, just reminding people of how sacred these things are. Yeah. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town here with Jack Johnson. 
you know, your dad, of course, was a, a really good surfer. And, uh, you know, just sharing that thing with your dad, being a surfer, living on the ocean, and being connected. And, and as you said, you're talking about single-use plastic items washing up on the shore. You're involved with a, a film called Smog of the Sea. How did that project come about? It was through those nonprofits. There was one in particular, Five Gyres. They're a great group. What I love about them is they're just doing straightforward science. They're going out and doing the data collection, finding out how much plastic is actually in the ocean. So they go out with these trawls, basically, and they drag them next to the boat. And I got to go on the trip with those guys. And it, uh, it was something we were already doing, working on trying to eliminate that single-use plastic, but it really made me more passionate after doing that trip and seeing the realities. Even when you're out there in the bluest, bluest ocean, you know, days out to sea where you couldn't see land anywhere for days, and the ocean was a couple miles deep where we were, and it was the bluest blue I've ever seen. And we'd put the thing in, we'd wait for an hour, and we'd say, there's no way, we haven't seen one piece of plastic, there's no way. Every time we'd pull it in, there'd be a handful of microplastics in there, you know, so it's just very widely dispersed. That's hence the name of the documentary, Smog of the Sea. As depressing as it was to go out and learn a lot of these facts, it was also very uh, encouraging to keep working on these things that we're doing at the shows. Yeah. You... um you do have the ability to kind of connect the dots in ways that very few people do. So I think it's really cool that, A, congratulations on your success. Thanks. And, B, the fact that you're able to keep your values and, and introduce those into your community in ways that are meaningful and not, you know, you're not preaching, you're not scolding, you're inviting people to discover these things you're discovering. And that's a delicate balance. Not a lot of people can pull that off. Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll look for ways to improve our what we're doing you here. You guys are amazing. I got to do the tour of the solar panels over the whole thing here, and it's... The whole ship is running amazing. We'll, so. we'll keep trying. Yeah. I want to mention one more thing before we go back to music. I think you're one of the only people we've had on the show recently who has ever played on a Saturday Night Live show that was hosted by Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, I, uh, somewhere I don't have my phone on me. I can show you a picture of me giving Donald Trump bunny ears. <laughs> really? At the, uh, you know at the end where everybody's clapping and everything? I snuck up and gave him bunny ears on that. <laughs> Somebody sent me that. I got ahead home. of your time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I uh, I appreciate you stopping by. I know you can play anywhere in the world and draw a big crowd. I really appreciate you coming and stopping by E Town again. Congratulations on the new record too. It's uh, you know a bunch of new songs, and then here you are, you know, still writing, still playing, still touring. So thank you. Congratulations I, on the new spot too. I know it's been you. five years, but it's new to me. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Jack Johnson. Yeah. Changing lanes, I heard it likes to race. I heard that six or seven words he likes to use are always in bad taste. And I heard that Monday's just the word we say every seven times around, and then we pin the tail on Tuesday. Strings go up and down. The elephant in the room begins to dance The camera zoom into his mouth begins to move Hateful words he uses I don't care for your paranoid Us against them fearful kind of walls I don't 
for your careless Me first, gimme, gimme appetite at all Jack Johnson from Oahu. The new record is called All the Light Above It Too. Along with Zach Gill on the keyboards and vocals, Merlo Podlowski on the bass, Adam Topol on the drums and percussion. These guys are going to be back to play a lot more music later on in the show. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. As a reminder for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings.
And if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. Jack Johnson's going to be back later on in the show. And coming up, we've got The Weather Station. Great songwriter from Canada is going to be up in just a little while. Before we get back to music, though, you know, every week we get a chance to uh, learn about people who have inspired others or people who are doing things, often remarkable things in their hometowns to make things a little better. And we've been doing this ever since we started. And uh, a little good news goes a long way or in our, in our world anyway, and I'm sure people appreciate it out there. We certainly get the impression they do. Um, this week is no exception. We've got an opportunity to spend some time with somebody who's really making a difference. And here comes Helen Forster to tell you more about our guest. Thank you, Nick. As we all know, the data is in, climate change is real. And it's impacting us in countless ways already. Unfortunately, not everybody accepts that fact, but there are a lot of people who are continuing to make the case, and they work hard to educate those who still do not believe there's a problem. Well, our guest this week, Jeff Orlowski, is an award-winning filmmaker known for, among other accomplishments, his work on the powerful documentary called Chasing Ice, a multi-year chronicle of our planet's rapidly melting glaciers. Well, recently, Jeff and his team took a look beneath the ocean to produce his latest project, Chasing Coral, a feature film that follows a team of adventurers as they go about documenting the demise of the coral reefs throughout the globe and what the impact of the death of those reefs is on the rest of the environment. And Jeff is here to tell us more, so please join me now in welcoming noted filmmaker and longtime friend, Jeff Orlowski. Jeff Orlowski, welcome to E-Town. Good to have you here. Yeah, really awesome being here. Thank Con you. Congratulations on your success. Certainly, um, you know, Chasing Ice did really well. Opened a lot of eyes to just the impacts of, of uh, human activity on the climate, on the planet. What helped you, I can imagine, but what helped you kind of turn your attention under the ocean? Um, Chasing Ice had come out at Sundance, and then we released that film. And uh, we just spent a couple of years really supporting the outreach, wanting to share the film, do Q&As, talk about our story, talk about what we saw. And it was in that process that we met a, a guy named Richard Vivers. His background was in advertising, a uh, really avid, passionate scuba diver and photographer. And when we met, he was just showing me photographs and stories of what was happening beneath the surface, stuff that I didn't know anything about. Right. You know, We had worked on Chasing Ice. I thought I knew everything there was to know about climate change. And then meeting Richard and hearing about the ocean story, it, it was like a completely new chapter. A light bulb went off. And with Chasing Ice, you had this technological challenge where you had to have these time-lapse cameras and these impervious containers yeah. parked mm -hmm. all over the frigid Arctic in every corner of the world. You started out in this path with a similar endeavor, right? Underwater ca yeah. time-lapse cameras. Yeah, I think one of the challenges with this issue is that it's hard for most people to wrap their head around because 
climate change is inherently invisible. If we're talking about changing molecules in the atmosphere. So how do you see the consequences? How do you see what that actually means? In both projects, our teams are really trying to document those changes to make them visual. How can you actually see the changes happening in the ocean? And so we've sort of gotten accustomed to figuring out how to make new camera equipment and design uh, new methods for capturing stuff that are happening uh, in ways that people don't normally see. Yeah. And like Jack Johnson, you started out in Hawaii. Yeah, we shot in Oahu. Um, and then off to the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. The Great Barrier Reef is amazing. It is magical. It is the most well-known coral reef on the planet for good reason. It's the length of the eastern seaboard of the United States, and it is just miles and miles and miles of corals. The coral is a living animal that has plants living inside its skin that feed it. And the byproduct of that makes a rock that grows over time. And it can do it at such massive scale. It makes the homes for millions of creatures that live in the ocean on a coral reef, all dependent on this tiny, tiny little animal with plants yeah. living in it. And there's a wide variety of corals, lot, all kinds yeah, of Yeah, different yeah. shapes, different sizes, different colors. And they're found in different pockets of the planet, yeah. yeah. And as the ocean warms, these things are bleaching, right? The coral yeah. reefs are bleaching out. There's this interesting relationship between that animal and that plant. If the water gets too hot, that relationship breaks down, and effectively the animal sort of ejects the plant that's feeding it. It then looks white because you can see through its transparent tissue and you can see the white skeleton, the, the calcium carbonate skeleton underneath it. So the scientists- which, which is what the whole coral reef is made of. Yeah, it's yeah. made. that's the rock that it's making over time as it yeah. grows. So people call it bleaching. It's, it can be confusing sometimes. Nobody's going there pouring Clorox on the corals, right. but they turn white as a result of that. And if it stays, if the water stays too hot for too long, then the corals will actually yeah. die. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town here with filmmaker Jeff Orlowski talking about your film, Chasing Coral. Um, so this is not just a sort of interesting footnote to this process. This is a fundamental building block of sea life and marine ecosystems, right? Yeah, this relationship is the backbone for the entire coral reef, and in many ways, a coral reef is the backbone for the ocean. About a quarter of all creatures in the ocean spend part of their life cycle on a coral reef. And so this is a really big wake-up call. We are watching corals bleach and die now at really scary rates. We're talking about half of it has died in the last two years, the, basically the whole northern section of the reef. Wow. Um, unprecedented, unexpected devastation. It doesn't fit any natural cycle. It doesn't fit any natural behavior. All of the scientists that we've met have been extremely alarmed by these changes. Um, my big takeaway on this project was the harsh reality of what's happening to the planet is probably worse than you thought. But at the same time, the solutions and the technology are far better than most people think. And for me, it's been this interesting pull in two directions of seeing the planet like literally falling apart. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of the coin, there are such amazing advances in clean energy and clean technology. There's a shift in mindset. Kids get it. This movement is unstoppable and it's going to keep moving and it's dependent on all of us to take part in that solution. Yeah. What's the website yeah. if people want to go and check uh, it out? The website is chasingcoral.com. The film is streaming on Netflix. One of the big things that we're doing in partnership with Netflix is making the film available for community groups. So you can go to the website and you can sign up for a screening. You can host a screening even if it's just a small group in your house or it's a larger community or if it's a school. All the school screenings, these are free. These are accessible. Um, somebody just needs a, a Netflix login to be able to stream it. Great, Jeff. Thank you so much for stopping yeah, by. Congratulations. So it's an important story. Yeah, you thanks, tell it Nick. beautifully. Thank you, everybody. Jeff Orlowski. <clears throat>
director of the new film, Chasing Coral. Um, I've seen this beautiful and compelling film, and if you have the chance, I uh, highly, personally encourage you to check it out. Um, to our listeners, if you want to find out more about the work of Jeff Orlowski, you can visit our website at etown.org. And you know, we'd love to hear what you think about this segment or the show in general. You can contact us through social media, by email, or you can also write us the old-fashioned way at Vox 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Orlowski, Chasing Coral. We've got more music from Jack Johnson and his band coming up in a little while. Right now, I would like to tell you about what's coming up next. It seems somehow fitting that we've gone from the health of the ocean and uh, climate change and global warming to the weather station. But that's, I assure you, it's really just about the music. Uh, our next guest, like Jack Johnson, grew up riding a board very fast, fighting gravity. Only her chosen sport was snowboarding, not surfing. And uh, also like Jack Johnson, she has spent much of her adult life and even earlier involved with filmmaking. Only she's been an award-winning actor. She's got tons of television and movie credits. She's also a musician who moved to Toronto and then found a great community there that's really helped her grow as an artist and writer. And yes, she sometimes reminds me of other famous Canadian singer-songwriters, and we'll let you figure that out later. We're very happy to have her with us. Please welcome to E-Town for her first visit, Tamara Lindemann, The Weather Station. Just cause it came so easy Like quiet evenings in my kitchen Just cause it came so easy Like little breezes of indecision Lines of ants came crawling Through the cracks there in my tiles Sat there and I watched them As they pillaged a single file I was loath to admit it Just cause it came so freely I was startled Like I had tripped And I reached an accusing hand To the treachery of the street Leaning land as though it went And you held me to my feet I half winced at the sugar sweetness Made me feel so wealthy So I got tongue-tied, I got restless And I opened my doors and windows To the many creatures of July Strange cats came in mewling Bugs crawling once they fly Oh my flower, 
fell victim to slow and sullen moss and the heat we both were gasping wrapped in dripping clots just cause you came so willing I never made I didn't call for you, so sure that I was needless But all the strange things of the dirt Are obstinately drawn to sweetness And by through plastic, through the masonry You came uninvited with a jar of your parents' honey Thank you so much. I got the call to come do this a couple weeks ago and they were like, you don't need to bring your band, we've got a band. I was like, okay, are, are you sure? Like, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> and then I show up and these guys are amazing. So it's really nice to get to play with them.
So glad you're here. Hey, uh, did you start out singing in choirs? Did I get that right? Yeah. And um, and then you got a, a break early on, getting into musical theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was. I always sang, and I, I actually wrote songs when I was a kid that I I don't have any recording of. I wish I did. Um, but yeah, then I got into musical theater. Yeah. When you were how old? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Wow. And I, I was amazed by just the list of credits. So TV shows and films. You've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. And do you still do that? Not anymore. I'm full-time musician. So tell me about moving to Toronto when you got there. Was there a vibrant and, and welcoming music scene when you uh, decided that that's what you were going to do? Yeah, I was so lucky. I moved to Toronto, I think, in 2002. And 2003, 2004 was the big explosion of Toronto and Canadian music. So like Arcade Fire, Broken Social Scene, all these bands, and so many others. Mm-hmm. There was this very open spirit of like, anyone can be in a band, just go play music. And so I started playing in right. bands. So you don't remember any of the songs you wrote when you were a little kid? I wish I did. Do you think it was the same style? Because you have this lovely narrative style that's not too concerned with rhyming. You're mm. just, you're, they're like little short stories, lovely, mm. really good writing. Has that always been the way you've sort of conceived songs? No, actually, when I first started writing songs, I didn't know how to play guitar, and I was writing songs on my computer. I had, like, a music recording software, and I was, like, looping sounds and making sounds and sort of playing things, and then I start singing over top. Yeah. And then a few years later, I got rid of the computer and started writing songs with a guitar, and that's when I kind of hit on the narrative songwriting and and using words because I just I love words and I love singing words and I love singing words that I haven't heard in a song before you know and just seeing how many things I can put in songs that I've never heard in a song there's lots of telephoning in your songs oh interesting yeah there's lots of people calling each other up yes (laughs) and I'm sure soon it'll all be texting it'll all be texting yeah (laughs) doesn't sound as poetic um Let me, uh, let me just also ask you, um, the, the weather station, is that a name that just came naturally to you? I can't help but notice that we've got our mutual friend, uh, Afi, who's Bahamas, and yeah. we've got uh, Dallas Green, who's City in Color, and we've got Feist, and all kinds of people <laughs> seem to have names that aren't their name, even if they're one person. Yeah, I think I have to blame that on Toronto, circa 2005 or so. When I first started playing music and recording music and I had my MySpace page and I was going to put my music up on my MySpace page, I didn't know anyone who used their name. Like, to use your name was like this super bogus, like just not cool thing to do. So everyone had these monikers and so I I did too. And now, of course, we're all like, why? Why didn't we just use our name? But, you know, it is an evocative name that I, I still can stand behind. Yeah, no, no, I, and it's, uh, it's strangely consistent with our theme this week, so we appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, listen, I'm glad you're here. I'm really enjoying your songs. Let's get back to music. Okay, great. Thanks. Welcome back, if you would, the weather station, Tamara Lindemann. <laughs> Touched me like that, but there in your hand was a current of life I could hardly stand to stay still, and I didn't mention it. If I did, I made some joke of it. It was strange how I could feel so sane, so plain when you're around.
the weather station, Tamara Lindemann, along with the Etones, Ron Jolly, Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, and Helen Forster. From Toronto, Tamara Lindemann. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WUMB in Boston, Massachusetts, on KPOV in Bend, Oregon, and on WKMS in Murray, Kentucky. As always, there's lots of information, including links to videos and past shows and opportunities to buy tickets and all kinds of stuff at etown.org. Everybody doing okay? Hanging in there? From snowboarding to surfing, from ice to coral, from uh, heartbreak to true love, we've covered some ground today. We've done this together, that's good. I want you to know that I appreciate uh, your staying connected, folks, keeping in touch. We get lots of emails and comments from listeners all over the world, and uh, it means a lot. Thanks for paying attention. Please help me welcome back along with his band, Jack Johnson. We're going to invite Helen up here to sing some vocals as well. There's no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing, but I can try for your heart. Our dreams, and they are made out of real things. It's like a shoebox of photographs with sepia tone loving And love is the answer at least for most of the questions of my heart Why are we here and where do we go and how come it's so hard It's not always easy and sometimes life can be deceiving I'll tell you one thing, it's so much better when we're together mm, So much better when we're together we will look at them stars and we're together. Mm, so much better when we're together. Yeah, so much better when we're together. moments just might find their way into my dreams tonight but i know that they'll be gone 
The morning light sings or brings new things For tomorrow night you see That they'll be gone too Too many things I gotta do But if all of these dreams might find their way Into my day-to-day -day scene Be under the impression We're somewhere in between With only two, just me and you Now so many things we gotta do Or places we got to be We sit beneath the mango tree Better when we're together We're well, somewhere in between together It's so much better when we're together It's so much better when we're together I believe in memories, they look so, so pretty when I sleep in now And when I wake up, you look so pretty sleeping next to me But there is, there's not enough time There is no, no song I could sing There is no combination of words i could say but i will still tell you one thing we're better together That's Jack Johnson, along with his band, Zach Gill, Marilo Pawlowski, and Adam Topol. The CD is called All the Light Above It Too. We've got time for one more song. I want to get everybody out. We've got one song. I want to thank all our guests. First, I want to thank the weather station, Tamara Lindemann, for coming all the way from Toronto. Did a great job. Our interview guest, Jeff Orlowski, filmmaker, director of the new film called Chasing Carl. Thank you so much for being with us, Jeff. Thanks to Jack Johnson and his band. Thanks for coming. In the great tradition of feel-good sing-alongs, we will not disappoint this week, so join in wherever you are, in your car, doing dishes, hanging out, Sing along. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. They say everything can be replaced. They say every distance is not near. And so I remember every face of every man who put me
Produced by a donor-supported nonprofit organization. To make an Achievement Award nomination or comment on the show in general, feel free to visit our website, etown.org, or contact us through Twitter or our two Facebook pages. Distribution of Etown is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. is a production of E-Town. There you have it, Jack Johnson, the weather station, and Jeff Orlowski celebrating the beauty and the power of the world's oceans. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.